This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1020 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning show on the Horse Health segment. Dr. Tanya Cubitt from Performance Horse Nutrition offers some great science-based practical advice for feeding hard keepers. And we'll get right to our tip after this important information from EasySignsOnline.com. With Christmas season fast approaching, it's time to start planning a custom gift that will last for many years to come. Visit our friends at EasySignsOnline.com and browse their unique website for their many custom sign options and styles. With affordable prices for customized signs starting at $39.95, your holiday gift giving just got easier. Their step-by-step online sign ordering process allows you to choose only the sign options you want and see all the pricing up front. From horse farm entrance signs, vinyl banners, magnetic vehicle signs to stall nameplates, and much, much more for every horse owner. Place your order early to allow plenty of time for Christmas delivery. Check out the website today at ezsignsonline.com. That's ezsignsonline.com or call them at 1-800-640-8180. That's 1-800-640-8180. We thought that it would be good for both of us, and and Jennifer found her, uh, Dr. Tanya Cubitt is going to be on the show today and talking about feeding the hard keepers. Now, she works for Performance Horse Nutrition, and ironically, she is at a place where there are no hard keepers at the World Percheron Congress. Good morning, Dr. Cubitt. Thanks so much for having me on. And is it true you're at the World Percheron Congress right now? I'm I am heading there this afternoon. Right now I'm still driving around in New Hampshire, but we're on our way and we're giving a talk there this afternoon at three o'clock. So well, you will see plenty of horses that are not hard keepers there. So <laughs> just shift gears a little bit. What is your talk gonna be about there? Even I'm talking keepers? about feeding performance horses. Certainly oh, not gotcha. talking about how to put weight on horses. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, you, you you must run in, being a nutritionist, you must run into a lot of people that have uh, issues like like Robin and I, and let, let's hear what you have to say about it, because I'm taking notes. Well, you know, this time of year is actually the perfect time of year to start thinking about putting weight on horses, because a lot of times people will take the covers off in the spring and freak out, oh my gosh, what have I done, my horse is really thin. So now, before we get into the winter, is actually when we should be thinking about putting weight on the horse so that we come out of the winter and we're not looking at a scarecrow. So um, what we know is that for about a 1,000-pound animal, to gain a condition score, so to gain from a 4 to a 5, it takes about 40 to 45 pounds of weight gain. We know that we can do that in about 60 days safely. Um, so what I've done is because everybody has a different calorie source that they use, like to use for weight gain, whether it's oats or beet pulp, I've gone back and done the math on exactly how much it takes of each of okay. those ingredients if you were to choose them. So 
say over and above what you're currently feeding now, which is just maintaining your horse, he's not losing, not gaining. If you were to choose oats, you'd have to feed about four and a half pounds of oats a day for 60 days on top of your current feed for him to gain that 40 to 45 pounds. Something like beet pulp, lots of people like to feed beet pulp, and it's a really highly digestible fiber source, but it doesn't have the calorie content of oats or or nearly the calorie content of something like oil. To get that amount of weight gain in 60 days by just using beet pulp, you have to feed about five pounds of dry beet pulp a day for 60 days. Now, everyone knows you're going to wet it, so that's about 20 pounds of wet beet pulp, and chances are there's no way your horse is going to eat that much. So I always go with oil, a fat supplement, a high-fat supplement like vegetable oil, and you can go to the grocery store and buy soybean oil or canola oil and feed your horse, and about two cups of oil a day for 60 days over what you were already doing just to maintain them will give you that weight gain that you want, will give you that 40 to 45 pounds in 60 days. Now, if you don't need that much weight gain, then you don't need to be feeding two cups of oil, but that analogy is just to show you how calorie-dense oil is. It's like if you started drinking ice cream every day, you would get that. I know, I wish I could. I wish I could. (laughs) Um, So, but now you said vegetable oil, you said soybean, you said canola. What about the standard, when I grew up, everybody would feed corn oil. Is that something you frown upon? I don't really frown upon. All oil will put weight on a horse, whether it's corn oil, soybean oil, rice bran oil, coconut oil. They all have the same calorie content, and they will all put weight on your horse. Then it comes to, okay, well, how do I select between all of those oils? Yes. When we first started feeding horses lots of oil in the past, we fed a lot of corn oil. It was readily available. It was inexpensive because they weren't using it for ethanol production and that kind of thing. Um, and it's highly palatable to horses. But what we know now is through our own human nutrition, omega-3 fatty acids are important for anti-inflammation and, um, and corn oil has very high omega-6 fatty acids, which the horse already gets plenty of. They're part of your horse's inflammatory response, which is also important. Um, but corn oil has no omega-3 fatty acids. So okay. if we're trying to select between the oils, we usually don't recommend corn oil anymore. It's typically more expensive, and it has no omega-3 fatty acids. It will still put weight on your horse, but there are better selections. If you're just looking in the grocery store, then going for something like soybean or canola oil will give you slightly better omega-3 fatty acids than corn oil. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good to know, good to know. So I need to take back that giant vat of corn oil I bought at Costco and switch it out. (laughs) I'm sure they can sell you vegetable oil. Can't take it back. It's not going to harm your horse. It'll certainly put weight on them, but there are better options. Okay, good to know, good to know. All right, so um, is there something you recommend for, you know, younger horses? Is there a difference between younger horses versus older horses that are hard keepers? Um, you know, with younger horses, I always have to caution owners. Okay, so we've got a young growing horse that's still growing, and perhaps they're going to be taking them to competitions. There may be... Um, young halter horses or something that they're trying to take to competitions as youngsters, we have to be very careful 
how much weight are we going to put on these horses? Now, if it's a really thin horse, obviously we want to put weight on it. But if we're just trying to put a little extra coverage so he looks like a more mature horse that's in the show ring, we have to be careful about that. It's just like having, a, a, you know, an o- overweight young child. It's it's not healthy for them. It's not healthy for their growth to have all that extra weight on, on their joints. Um, with a young growing horse, I'm always going to look at the quality of the protein because we're developing muscles. So... I'm going to look at adding alfalfa to the diet because it's high-quality protein, high in lysine, mm-hmm. which is really important. Um, I'm always a proponent of adding more fat to the diet versus lots more cereal grains just because it's safer to feed the horse that. Horses aren't really designed to eat very large quantities of grain. So you'll see across the board um, nutritionists and companies going towards more of the high-fat, high-fiber type feeds for weight gain and performance versus the high cereal grain feed. This is like such good information. I mean, I'm taking so many notes right now. Um, oh, because that's the problem. I have a horse that is the thoroughbred, and he, like, just last night, you know, I just turned him out, and he just decides he's going to gallop all around the entire pasture about 47 <laughs> times. And he just can't respect. And I'm like, I'm looking at my husband, like, this is why we can't freaking keep weight on him. Because <laughs> he just exactly. goes out there and he just scanners around so uh, besides just adding the fat and he's on alfalfa I, I could definitely add some more fat he's on the beet pulp too I, I do that because i live in the desert and i like for them to get that water uh yeah no, that's good that intake so um between all of those do you recommend too because i just got some of this like the poor this poor horse i just shovel things in his mouth if he'll eat it um as i just got some flax seeds and I have a coffee grinder, and I was thinking about grinding up the flax seeds. Do I have to grind them? What's the do? Do you have any recommendations with that? Yeah. So, if you think about flax seed, you're you're feeding it for the oil content, really, for weight gain. You do have to grind them. If you don't, the the enzymes in the horse's gut can't break down the outer seed coat, so you're just feeding some manure. So you really you need to grind them if you're going to do them at all, but there's really not that much oil in the seed because there it's diluted with all the fiber in the seed. So it might make you feel good, but you're really not getting that much benefit out of feeding flax seed to horses. The okay. other thing about the omega-3s is not all omega-3s are the same. Omega-3 fatty acids that your horse uses for um, anti-inflammation or brain and eye function are... Now, I'll use my little acronyms because if I say the words out in full, I'll get tongue-tied and it'll sound terrible. So what we use are DHA for brain and eye development. All pregnant animals and pregnant women need DHA. And EPA is used for anti-inflammation. What you get in flaxseed is ALA. Now, that isn't used by the animal for anything. It has to be converted to those other omega-3s. The conversion of ALA to those other ones is not very good. So if you're really looking for adding significant amounts of omega-3s for inflammation, um, then you're looking, you really should be adding something like a fish oil. Okay. Okay. So you, then somebody else, else don't even worry about flaxseed. Okay. 
Yeah, somebody else told me fish oil, and I'm a vegetarian. I'm going to keep my horse a vegetarian. So, <laughs> you know what? And what you can do is where fish get their omega 3s from is algae. So, there are actually um, sources of algal omega 3s that are coming on the market. So, you can look at some of the companies are incorporating algal forms of omega-3 it's amazing algae can do all kinds of things and they can grow this um, highly fortified algae with omega-3 and some companies are putting that in their in their products so as a vegetarian seek out uh, a supplement that's using algal forms of omega-3 can be really high too in those that's actually that's going to be something I'll be I'll be eating it too. Well, I, yes. that's the next thing. Look, we'll just look out of the tub. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yuck. all right. Robin's going to ask you a question here, but I just I need to know before I hand you over to Robin. Um, what, there's so many brands. And there's there so many types. And, you know, you go into the feed store and they're like, oh, you need to buy this one or this one or this and this is better than what you're buying. And I get really frustrated. Okay. So, you know, there's Neutrina, there's Purina, there's all these other brands. What do you buy for your horse? You know what? You need to go in and you need to the first thing you need to do is feed your horse enough hay. Um, and good quality hay. That That is the foundation to your horse's feeding program. Then it's going to come down to um, what what feed brand is available in your area, which one's the most cost-effective for you. And then you have to make sure that you're feeding the recommended amount on the back of the product. If you're not feeding enough, then choose a bag where you feel comfortable feeding the amount that is recommended to your horse. If the product you currently buy recommends you feed five pounds and you only feed three and you don't want to feed anymore, find another product where you can feed only that three pounds, so something a little more concentrated. Um, Because if you don't, you're shortchanging your horse on all the other nutrients like copper, zinc, selenium, which are also really critical. Okay. Robin? Yes, um, thank you. I, uh, on the other hand, um, Jamie's horse runs around and burns all, um, <clears throat> excuse me, all his energy and his calories. However, I have an older thoroughbred. Of course, they have to always be thoroughbreds. That's what my vet says. Your horse looks like that because he's a thoroughbred. But I want my horse to look good, yeah. even though he's a thoroughbred. Um, and uh, he's 23, and all he does is stand around and mm-hmm. does nothing and. He, you can see all his ribs, and it just bugs me that I'm feeding him. He has um, free choice coastal, and mm-hmm. then uh, once a day he gets uh, about eight pounds of alfalfa, and he, I give him four hours to eat that more if he needs it. He likes to nibble and then wander and then go back, and then he gets his, um, he's getting Purina Senior, and he's getting currently corn oil. I'll be switching that as soon as I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> container. Uh, and he gets um, some probiotic and a, uh, a supp- another supplement that's supposed to, like, cover everything that he needs. Uh, and I recently started seeing if um, hay cubes would help, like alfalfa cubes. Mm-hmm. Because I had heard something about 
with hard keepers that if you feed them something that they don't have to chew as much. Now, of course, I'm soaking the, the hay cubes, so he, he just has to put it in his mouth and swallow it, basically. Um, that that helps them not burn any extra energy. Is that true, or am I, is somebody just feeding me a line? Um, it's not really true. The digestibility difference between um, a bale of alfalfa and an alfalfa cube is not really any different. Um, okay. I'm sure, he probably burns a few extra calories munching on the hay is the pellet or the cube, but not enough that it's going to be causing him to lose weight. On the flip side, though, he is an older horse. I don't know whether his teeth are great, um, if he has a tendency to want to eat a lot, maybe eating the hay takes him a lot longer. So feeding him cubes or pellets that you can wet and make more of a mash out of may actually be more beneficial just from other another standpoint, that he can eat it more quickly. Um, he might prefer it. Sometimes with the cubes or pellets, we'll put some other flavoring additives in there to make it more palatable to them. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing, you, you mentioned you were doing a probiotic. Uh, like the omega-3s, not all probiotics are the same. So I would make sure that whatever probiotic you're feeding to this older horse, think about older horses and younger horses are kind of similar. Younger horses are developing their digestive tract. Older horses, everything's just slowly breaking down. So with the older horse, I want to make sure, it sounds like you're feeding him a lot of fiber already. The coastal isn't as digestible as something like alfalfa, and it isn't as Mm -hmm. nutritious. So making sure he's getting the most out of the fiber that he possibly can is high on our priority list with him. So adding a probiotic that has as its primary component something called live cell yeast culture. That is designed to increase fiber digestion. Um, there has been numerous studies done on live cell yeast culture's ability to enhance fiber digestion so that your horse is going to be able to get more out of what you're already feeding him. So I would make sure that whatever probiotic you're feeding has that as its primary ingredient. If it doesn't, that if it's more like a just a live bacteria-type probiotic, then I would be trying to find one that has a high amounts of live cell yeast culture in it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Fantastic. Well, I, you've definitely given us a lot to think about. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about something that you probably talk about nonstop. And, <laughs> oh, and part of I love talking about it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope we can have you back when we have some more questions. And uh, I thank you again so much. Give us where we can find out more. People can contact you. Do you have a website, Facebook, any of that? Oh, we have a website, um, uh, www.performancehorsenutrition.com. And on that website, you'll find out about the different companies that we work with throughout the country. Up here in the northeast uh, area of the country, we work with a company called Pool and Grain, and that's who I'll be going along to the Percheron Congress with. Um, And then down in your neck of the woods, down in Florida, we work with a company called DAC Vitamins and Minerals. And and through those companies, you can access us a little bit more. We've formulated all the products for those companies. So... Um, there's a phone number on our website. You can give us a call anytime. Well, there you have it. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. 
Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of EasySignsOnline.com and listeners like you. To learn how you can help support your favorite Horse Radio Network podcasts and qualify for special perks, go to Horsetipdaily.com and click on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.